the scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Greetings and salutations, sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. Time for another glorious edition of the Man in the Arena podcast now again. We are back from a little bit of a hiatus as we kind of restructured the podcast. Again, what we're going to do with this is a little bit different. Yes, we'll still talk about some of the big news topics when they do come up, but one of the things I wanted to do is make it more of a story-based type of podcast where I just talk with some of my good friends about their experiences in the sports world and maybe even a big topic of the day. So, of course, the big thing right now is March Madness. My bracket is hanging in there by a thread, mostly because I've still got Gonzaga winning it. They're still alive. Illinois just blew it up because I had them also getting to the finals. As I mentioned, probably not wise to bet against Sister Jean in the tournament at all in March. So that ended up happening. But hey, it's still amazing. And of course, the Vols not looking great Uh, and kind of ending on a very disappointing note to a very high expectation season. Not ending very well, but still, it's great to have March Madness back in the world of sports. But again, we wanted to do this more of an interview style type of event. So I went and talked to one of my good buddies. Uh, His name's Cody, Cody C.K. Kitts, and he joined me to talk about a lot of different topics. So listen, enjoy, and of course, please give us those five-star reviews when you can. But without further ado, here is my interview with Cody C.K. Kitts. All right, everybody. Well, my guest is a gentleman you guys might know. He is uh, one of the great guys in our Sagas and Shenanigans podcast that he, my, uh, myself, Mrs. Shibbles, and many others uh, do. He's Chris, the <laughs> the half-orc ranger, Grace. which is good. And he's also uh, the guy, when I talked about the new change in format they were going to do with this podcast, he was like, I want to be the first guest. So, of course... I had to have him be my first guest, so uh, please welcome to the podcast, Cody C.K. Kitts. Cody, how are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, uh, and if you guys want to check out anything that's uh, not so much related to things that we're talking about today, I do a comic book style podcast on Geeks Inherited the Earth, um, but that's a shameless plug. What's up, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll, pl- we'll plug plenty on all of this. Oh, man, it has been great. Uh, things seem to almost slowly be getting back to normal. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how this all goes, uh, but life, life, we might be able to finally do some of these uh, podcasts and things in person pretty soon, hopefully. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, did you get the vaccine yet? Yes, I got my first shot, so. How did that I feel? got it. Uh, it felt good. Uh, I felt kind of kind of poopy for about a day or two, just uh, soreness in the arm and uh, just kind of felt body aches and things, but after about 36 hours, they were all gone, hmm. so. Yeah, I got my first shot back in early March, uh, so got the second shot of Moderna, the Dolly Parton vaccine, as I like to call it. Uh, that'll be in early April, so excited about that. Did you get your vaccine yet? I'm getting mine, I believe, next week. Um, they're going to be available for me to go to uh, Scott County and get some, me and my family, so we're going to do that. 
That's good, everybody. Get vaccinated. That's our PSA yeah. for crying out loud so we can end this shit. <laughs> We're over it. But yeah, it does seem like things are getting somewhat better. Um, things are clearing up. I guess the sun decided to come back out for the year, and that's helping people too. I know it's helping me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the dark winter has ended for a while, I feel like, maybe. Yes. the, the spring, It went officially to spring this weekend, so it's, uh, you know, at, at that good point, which is great. I'm tired of all of this and can't wait to travel and go do all the things we were wanting to do. Mrs. Shibbles and I were going to go to Italy last year and, you know, mm. uh, things happened. <laughs> Everything got put on pause. It's been really strange, but uh, it's nice outside and uh, I got to run yesterday, which is something I can start doing again uh, as of a couple of weeks ago. That's great. <laughs> and uh, I'm getting it back. Uh, my lungs still feel a little bit hurting uh, every now and then when I do it, but otherwise... I'm doing a lot better, and um, the only thing killing me right now is uh, the Bradford pears. They are eating my allergies to pieces, oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> Gotta love allergies here in East Tennessee. Oh, it's God. fun for everybody. <laughs> it's crazy. But, of course, one of the other things that got put on pause that didn't happen at all last year and was the NCAA tournaments. I was sitting around with a empty bracket for the first time ever. I didn't get to fill out a bracket. And that just ate me inside, but this year, finally got to fill one out again, and it felt great. How's the bracket going, by the way? Not, not, not great. No. That's, I've, I've still got, I picked Gonzaga to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. so they're still in it, um, but I picked Illinois to get to the finals against them, and they ran into Sister Jean and the Ramblers, and Tennessee fans should know, don't bet against Sister Jean in March. God. That's crazy, man. I mean, talk about the bracket killer right there. Busted it. Yeah. Almost half of everybody's, I'm sure, in, just in twain. So brutal. So crazy. Yeah. But my other Final Four picks are still alive. Baylor's looked okay. Alabama has looked good. And mm-hmm. Pretty much the only reason I picked Alabama is one of those, like, win-win situations for me where if they get to the final four i got it right but if they lose oh darn alabama lost how horrible (laughs) yeah we have a uh kind of a co-op uh work bracket at the gym where we just kind of everybody put in ideas and man it all got screwed up big time it's bad it's bad but that's the fun of it, and of course, it, it's not fun when you've got Tennessee going to the Sweet 16, and then they just lay an egg against Oregon State, which was, God, that was a mess. Uh, that was just a really disappointing end to a very promising season. I uh, I just went to sleep after that. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to have to just relax. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. been enough. <laughs> it, was, it was really sad because it, the second half felt like a lot of the second half's for the football team this past year that Trey Pack and I, of course, friend of both of us, and also on the Sagas and Shenanigans podcast yeah. that we've talked about many times, where it was just boring. It wasn't fun or interesting at all to watch the second half of Tennessee football games for the most part of the season. No, it's that feeling of dread when things just kind of turn and you realize that that turn is never going to turn back. And you're just kind of bored from that point on because you're like, well, I know how this is going to go now. Yeah. Now, unlike the football team, I am definitely one of these people who's like, let's not burn everything down to the ground. We don't need to go down to the studs. <laughs> you know, Rick Barnes, still a good coach. I think, again, you ran into situations. You can blame COVID a little bit. You can't blame COVID for everything. Yeah. But you've got some guys coming in. Of course, we're going to lose 
are, uh, you know, Springer and Johnson. They're going to go to the NBA, uh, and then we're going to lose. Uh, we're going to lose our Frenchman. So <laughs> Eve Pons, who I love, French. He he was awesome. I loved watching him play. But we've got some guys coming in. We'll see where it all goes from there. And it, you still made the tournament, which for Tennessee was not a given for a long, long time. So yeah, I mean, we are typically not seen always as a basketball um, team or a basketball school. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, it's it's it, so when we do get to the tournament, I mean, it's always it's always it's like back in the day when Tennessee would get to the SEC tournament. That was good enough for us. So why yeah. why are people wanting to rip seats out of TBA? Before, you know, like we still got to the tournament, guys. It's it, it's all right. And we're building. It's OK. Yep. It's better than it was before. It Yeah, it's still better than. Yeah, absolutely. It's better than when before Rick Barnes got here when it was whoo boy for a few years there. And his first couple of seasons were were rough, but they are much better now, which is great. And of course, the silver lining of all of this with the NCAA tournament is Kentucky didn't make it. Exactly. Which always makes me happy. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of UK fans that are crying, too. And I mean, you guys, man, you guys, you got a good team most of the time, uh, but we just hate them. So I don't care. Yep. <laughs> so now, again, you met, you mentioned you you work at a gym. Uh-huh. Uh, so one of the big controversies, and this, of course, is away from everything happening on the court, was the weight rooms. Now, for those of you who don't know, the NCAA tournaments this year, both the men's and women's tournaments are in bubbles. The men's tournaments is up in and around Indianapolis, and the women's tournaments are in and around San Antonio, Texas. Mm. Like the Lady Vols, their first round game was in Austin. So it's like in the general vicinity, even though Austin's like three miles from San Antonio because everything in Texas is huge. Mm. But... And there, it's in a general facility because usually what happens for both of these is there are games in arenas all around the country, which just makes it really cool. As you watch, you can watch games all across. You can watch a game in Spokane. You can watch a game in Boston all at the same time. It's the beauty of March Madness. That's what's so much fun about it. Mm-hmm. But what they had was they had these bubbles, so they were going to provide gym facilities for everybody involved. The issue that you run into was, and this got made, and thank goodness for social media, Mm -hmm. because this might have happened in years prior and none of us knew about it, but it got big disparity. It especially got brought uh, to light by an Oregon player on her TikTok, uh, Sedona uh, Prince, and you can follow this on the uh, Man in the Arena uh, Facebook page. I posted a link there where she posted just exactly how lacking the women's facilities are. She said, you know, the men's facility, full, just absolute everything you could possibly need in the men's facilities. The women's facilities had a pyramid of weights, of dumbbells, that went up to, I think, 20 pounds, was it, and like 10 yoga mats, and that was it. And, And then she came out and showed, because the NCAA, their first excuse or reason was there wasn't enough space. And then she showed all the extra space that they have. Now, of course, after this got brought to light, they did bring in more weight lifting equipment and put some better lighting in there because, you know, obviously lighting helps. But to me, it's still, it's obviously better, but it's nowhere near what the men have. So, Cody, you work in a gym. <laughs> what did you think of all of this? Oh, man, this got me real upset. Um, incredibly heated this is this is a slap in the face 
uh, oh my god not just to like not just to athletes in general but to women athletes yeah but this is this is insane okay so this it's like it's like it's 1985 or something and nobody knows anything about weightlifting yeah or 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 sports training at all like i'm sure that over there on the guy's side i I think i saw they had like a monolift they had uh deadlifts they had deadlift platforms they had you know everything for powerlifting, which is what you do when you play sports. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, women come into my gym and they work out exactly like you would think they would work out. They work out with what they do squats, they do deadlifts, they work. I mean, even those those stupid dump twenty pound dumbbells. Twenty pound dumbbells are okay if you're warming up, but if you're mm-hmm. a serious athlete, what what can you do? You can't do goblet squats. I mean, you're going to do some curls, uh, calisthenics, calisthenics. These are athletes. They need explosion. They need strength. This is ridiculous. It it, it became such a mess. Now, of course, the NCAA, their usual excuses are, well, once the women's get condensed down to the sweet 16, there'll be more equipment, which again, I'm calling BS for because it shows, okay, so you only value those teams, even though the teams that need to get to the sweet 16 still have to do the work in the first two rounds, which was amazing also. And is Don Staley, the national championship winning coach over at South Carolina in a whole open letter, which also I posted to the man in the arena, Facebook page. You can check it out there posted and talked about how the swag bags that they all get had less value in it. Uh And also they skimped on the COVID-19 testing where the, the men's teams in the men's tournament, they got the uh, nose tickle, uh, the PCA or whatever, the better, more accurate test. Well, the women got more of the antigen test which is not as accurate, which again, just shows the value that they talk about when they try and talk about equality. They're just not doing it. And it's showing, I mean, thank goodness for social media to bring these things to light. Yeah. And I've seen some nasty things about this. Uh, The comment that I think I love the most is if they made more, follow the money. If the women's teams made more money for the schools, then they would do more for them. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pardon my French. (laughs) That is fine. It sucks because Is there not a rule that states that they're supposed to have the equal amount of training equipment? So if you're talking about like the Title IX issue, and I did some digging into this because people were wondering about Title IX. So it doesn't have to deal with Title IX because since this is run by the NCAA, the NCAA is is branded as a non-profit organization. Mm Mm-hmm. Since they're the ones running it. Now, universities have to abide by Title IX because they make a profit. Right. Even though the NCAA does make a profit and their president, Mark Emmert, makes over $3 million a year, which, yeah. again, is good work if you can get it for a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And it, it, it's so frustrating when you just see what's going on. And the NCAA doesn't want you to bring up the idea of the money because then it does show... It, it because yes the the men's basketball tournament I think their contract with TV on the CBS networks is over like eight hundred million dollars and then the women's tournament is like only like sixty million dollars maybe something like that which is still you know a lot of money yeah. but they're obviously very different but then if you see if they talk about how much where they show that one's making more money than the other then you run into an issue where oh yeah they are showing favoritism even though they're not supposed to 
Wow. So, to me, it would have been better off if they had just not brought any weight equipment to the women. Because then they could at least come up with some excuse of, oh, it, it got lost. Right. Or or something along those lines. Where then, after they bring in the new equipment, which still, to me, does not look like enough, said, um, oh yeah, we, we addressed the problem. And it's like, why did you have this problem in the first place? Like, I know all that weight equipment is expensive, but it can't be so expensive that it's going to drive you over budget with as much money as you're making off this tournament. I, I always just kind of figured, and I mean, I must be wrong, that there were just these trucks that universities had that had exercise equipment in it, weightlifting equipment yeah. that would go from where they were going to do it at. Or maybe, you know, it's more like a hosting city had this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where my next question leads to. So you said that the, this was in San Antonio? Yes. Okay. So there were men's games going on in that same facility, right? Uh, in and out, not tournament level, but they were still, I mean, they still had this in this whole community and they've had, a, a you know, like six months to plan this. They planned the bubble about six months ago yeah. that they could have done and made these decisions. I feel like this is all accessible is what I'm getting at. And I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand why. And I, I, I mean, is this a, I don't think this is isolated. And if this is happening in 2021, this has definitely happened in the past a lot. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's very, it, it, it feels sexist. You know what I'm saying? This feels, mm-hmm. that feels like that, it, that stigma that a women's gym has, you know, like somebody's like, Oh, it's a women's gym. So all they've got is dumbbells and uh, little yoga mats and they're doing their hit cardio and they're uh, using their machine, their cable machines. No, man, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not this is all. a far cry from when Pat summit won her first championship in 1987, the weight training that these ladies do. Yeah. It, it's just amazing. And it's it's frustrating because again you have them all together. I guess why they didn't think that this was a bad idea because they hadn't been faced with this problem. Because the men's tournaments they'll get put weight equipment wherever in any of the arenas that they're having mm-hmm. these things. But I guess in the because the, the first two rounds usually for women's the women's tournaments are still on campus sites. So. Like, usually the top seeds just host it. So, like, Tennessee's hosted it a bunch. They've got first-class weight training facilities here. Uh, like, or if you have it at UConn or Stanford, they've got top-notch stuff. But then when they condense it down to where the Sweet 16 is, they can do it. So, I don't know. It, it still bothers me that someone they someone thought to themselves, oh, bringing just one pyramid of dumbbells and 10 yoga mats and a stationary bike, and then they looked at that and it's like, yes, this is good. This is acceptable. <laughs> it's not acceptable for anybody. I mean, uh, yeah. if I'm training kids and I've trained kids in the past, I'll use stuff like that. But they're they're kids, you know. They're they're yeah. young. They they they're not weightlifting. They're not you know. They need to get outside and run around. This is this that's like saying, oh well, I'm sure the girls will run. I mean, is there not like a voucher for a for a training facility nearby that you're providing? Yeah. Um, I mean. The- the hotel weight room at a at a Holiday Inn has better weight equipment than what this was. Yeah. I'm sure any local gym would be more than happy to facilitate and rent out that space for a for a team coming in and playing to you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just seems silly. Like you can shuttle them there, but they have the option. You're not bringing in a pyramid of, of dumbbells? Are you kidding? Yep. It's it, it, that's it's very disturbing. 
you you have you had Dick Sporting Goods and Academy uh, Sports and Outdoors both on their Twitter say, "Hey, we've got stuff. We got trucks loaded with this stuff, ready to go. Just tell us where to put it." Yeah, and you they do it in a heartbeat. It's a write off for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, it's a mess, but the madness is still fun. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, you know we've got the women's tournament still going on. The Lady Vols are going to tip off, so hopefully we'll see how they do. Uh, against Michigan, hopefully getting back to the Sweet 16. But, of course, one of the goals of the new revamped version of this podcast is talking about, you know, just our connections to sports growing up and and being that way. And, again, I want even people to come on this who might have been big sports fans before and are not or want to ask questions about sports and everything like that. So, of course, Cody, the big thing is, you know, how sports influencing you growing up and doing things? Oh man, absolutely. So when I was uh, really young, I got into, um, I tried everything out, you know, like everybody does a T-ball, yep, I did too. basketball and uh, baseball, you know, and fo- peewee, all that, all that stuff. And you've kind of mm-hmm. find your niche. And, uh, I happened upon, uh, martial arts at a young age and got completely obsessed with combat sports, martial arts and boxing. We always had a boxing gym here, um, in one facet or another. And, um, I would do team sports at school, you know, just what everybody does when you're growing up. I yeah, uh, enjoyed oh, yeah. that, but my heart, my heart and soul was definitely uh, going Tuesdays and Thursday nights and Saturdays uh, to, to train. And um, it shaped me as a person. It led me down the paths of uh, what I still do today. I mean, it led me to be a personal trainer. It led me to be a, uh, an actor in film. I, mean, I wanted to be Bruce Lee, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, and I've I've been a bouncer because of it, and I didn't like that. Uh, you know, I've, I've fought a few times professional, well, you know, amateur, not professionally, but you oh, know, yeah. actually sanctioned fights, um, sport jujitsu, uh, full contact MMA. Uh, I've never had a boxing match, uh, a sanctioned boxing match, but I always thought that'd be fun. And maybe I don't know, maybe I'll come back and do it now that I'm getting into the, back into the 180 bracket. Oh yeah, would <laughs> be kind of fun. But um, sports, I feel like more so the sports around me as a child uh kid of the 90s right yep um that shaped me as a person almost uh, wholly and completely uh because we had gods uh then they were like superheroes and they still are don't get me wrong but there was something um mythical about the athletes of the 90s the way they were put on pedestals and a lot of that had to do with marketing um but also you had guys like michael jordan you had guys like emmett smith um they seemed like they were you know they were unstoppable and these teams were winning you had these huge franchises and you had stuff like space jam that would come you know what i'm saying like all of it was tied so closely all of our sneakers at the time that's when the sneakers happened really the big yep the big boom of 90s basketball sneakers i mean i can remember having Shaq gnosis for the first time yeah the jordan <laughs> the jordans were just huge i mean my mom it is it's just funny looking back on it because i had some of the red and white air jordans like back in the day yeah and i remember my mom one time i guess they had run some it was either on the news or in the newspaper back because again 90s yeah and they talked about like some kid was shot over his shoes and Mm -hmm. what what was funny for me with a lot of that was i was like mom we live in the suburbs (laughs) you know the the the, there's that's not gonna happen (laughs) here Yeah, there's literally zero chance. In Perrysburg, Ohio, I'm not going to get shot over my Air Jordans because pretty much everybody who lives in this town can afford Air Jordans uh, or the parents and families can. 
So, but it, God, it was amazing. Especially you talk about Michael Jordan. That's why guys like you and me, I'm never going to put LeBron over Jordan, like in the greatest of all time conversation. I cannot. It's physically impossible for me to say that. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about, I mean, the dude was a God and it still feels like that. There's this legacy there. Because even when somebody brings up LeBron, someone in the room is thinking about Michael Jordan. Like it, it, the the thought crosses your mind. Yeah, it it's so amazing. I love just again looking back. That's why, man, that the Last Dance documentary was so great over the summer or early or late spring, really, because they released yeah. it early because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It. Because it gave a lot of kids, because, I mean, LeBron's been playing, I think, for 18 years at this point, or close to that. I mean, there's a lot of kids growing up, they only know LeBron. They don't know anything about Michael Jordan or watching him play. So it was great to watch that documentary, and some of these kids are like, oh, boy, Michael Jordan really was something. These guys might know what they're talking about. Yeah, and, you know, you had, like I was saying, those franchises like that, like the Bulls during that time, you know, and you had the, the Cowboys who just won every year. Like, oh God! Yeah, you know it was going to happen. As a Niners fan, I hated that. Right, me too. But, I mean, but I would remember people would buy me Cowboys stuff, and I wouldn't. I, I I was one of the weird kids that loved the Niners, but also loved the Cowboys, and I caused a lot of fights because of that. Because people were like, "You need to choose," and I'm like, "I can't. Like, I can't <laughs> do it. This isn't. It's like picking between the Bulls and the Celtics. I can't. <laughs> it was. It was hard for me. Um, yep. But man, that really. It, it, I feel like it shaped our generation in a way because there are people that there are people that never watched sports that never played Mm -hmm. any sports, but they had Jordans. They knew who Michael Jordan was. Yep. They didn't even just kind of know who Michael Jordan was. They knew Jordan. They knew Bo, you know, like it was different. Um, like now there's, you could ask people like, who's your favorite 10 current NBA stars. And they couldn't name three. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got LeBron. Of, I mean, you've, yeah, they mentioned LeBron. Yeah, uh, that's a, uh, LeBron and, uh, you know, uh, Steph Cushy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're just going to, you know, the stuff you know about. Um, it, yeah, they, it, it's interesting, though, that how those guys inspired us to be better because they yeah. did. Um, it was a whole generation of kids that grew up with almost a moral compass in them because, like I said, they were like superheroes. Hell, even wrestling back then, mm-hmm. those guys were larger than life. I mean, nobody yep. will ever be a Hulk Hogan again. Yeah. no one. Th- th- there will never be Hulkamania like that again. There are big stars, and yeah, The Rock's a big star, but that was insane. It, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Kids just running around, even little kid. Like, I mean, when WrestleMania three came out in 1987 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm four years old, but I understand, you know, uh, slamming Andre the giant. Like I, as a kid, you get that. Like this guy who, even though in kayfabe had never been slammed before, even though you look at videos from Japan, Andre's been slammed many times, oh, yeah. but still. You look and you hear that, and it's just like, oh my god, this guy can do that. If you, you know, eat your vitamins and say your prayers, you know, you can at least try and get close to that. Yeah, and 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 that work ethic and that uh, those values have carried on um, in us. There, that yep. I, I I don't I don't actively think about it, but the things that we were presented 
with by those heroes that were real life, but but more than life. Uh, I think that they they shaped us, and they definitely shaped me. Because to this yeah. day, I you know I watch them in in reverence. It's like you know, it's like it's mythical. I guess is the word I keep using, but. Yeah, you, you just, they were bigger than life. And this was the real first time that so many of them were really marketed that way. It, it, it was amazing when you talk about it, especially Jordan with the Nikes and the Gatorade. The I Can Be Like Mike. I mean, what a, yeah. what a catchy-ass song yeah. that is. And you see those guys, and it was so amazing. You know, Magic Johnson... I, even as a little kid, when he announced that he was HIV positive, that was just such a huge news event at the time because we didn't, as a kid, you don't understand that. You just see him as a great basketball player and it yeah. just brings to focus what what that was all about. I didn't know anything really about HIV or AIDS at the time, but then him coming in with that, you just get educated more, which, I mean, again, it's a terrible way to learn about it, but it was just cool almost. Yeah, to this day, when I think when somebody brings up HIV or AIDS, uh, the first person that pops in my head usually is Magic, and yep. look, he's still alive. Yeah, and making a lot of money. He's part owner of the Dodgers, owns all those movie theaters, everything. Yeah. And, and he's yep. uh, HIV clear. Yeah, the the drugs that they've made and helped with research with you know having someone high profile like that, I think really helped move a lot of that stuff along. It's kind of amazing, actually. And he was he was at the. Uh, the forefront of that people can say well it's yep. the money but had to be somebody dude had to be someone yep. and he wanted to live yep i think the only thing magic johnson wasn't successful at was having a talk show oh yeah i remember that oh god <laughs> the magic hour whatever yeah. it was called oh god that's bad that was bad so one of the other things i always love i know i, I kind of want to ask everybody on this show when we talk about it is to like the best game you ever played or like the best moment you ever had as a sports fan. If you can like kind of think about like the best one you had, it's always great to just hear those stories because everybody just loves that time where you were out and you know, like I was there in 1998 when Sterner stumbled and fumbled against Tennessee in that national championship year or things like that. Just moments like that. Uh, Mom would be personal. Um, for a few years, and I still miss doing this. I didn't bring it up yet. Um, I, I loved rugby, and I got into rugby. I wish I'd gotten more into <laughs> rugby. It just looks a lot fun. Honestly, I think it might even be safer sometimes than the NFL, the way they tackle. I do think it's safer. I, I feel like it's safer. There's no high tackles, and if there are, it's that's a big mistake. Um, you're out, pretty much, of the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not, not everyone's hitting each other. There's no blocking. It's just the guy with the ball. And you keep yeah. the ball moving. Nobody's going to really get hit. Taken down a bit, yes, but I have been hit really hard. Um, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Really hard, got rocked. Uh, but mine would be the first game I ever played and the way that it went down. I had practiced, this is in men's league stuff, so it's, it was crazy, you know. I'd practiced three times, and we went and played as alternates at UTC. <laughs> <laughs> Against, um, oh, who was it? Who was the first game? Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. And I, it's nothing in particular. It's being in that moment and realizing how intense and scary and amazing everything was. Because you get there, everything's be it's a beautiful day. Um, it's, it's real sunny. It's warm. Everybody's on the pitch. And 
then you line up and for a kickoff. And when you line up, you're in a flat line on both sides facing each other. And there's 15 dudes just staring each other down. And you know that when that ball gets there, <laughs> that you might have to hit someone as hard as you can not wearing pads for the first time. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, I'm in this. And that's what happened on oh, kickoff. Yeah. My very first kickoff. Uh, dude got the ball, began to return. And I was running right for him. We were running right at each other. He was right in front of me in line. And I thought, damn, I didn't run ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. ready, but I, I have not tackle practiced enough. Uh, I am green as hell. And I'm going to screw this up. And boy, I did not screw it up. But that was a collision that my heart and my body was not ready for, but at the same time, absolutely adored. It was such a release because it felt like, like, you know, like the 300 going into battle, <laughs> crashing into each other. And you know that you're just, it's, it's pure, unadulterated physical combat, which is something I've always loved. That's my, yep. that's what I, that's where I like to live. And when that, oh, it was, it's like slow motion to me. I still, I can smell the grass. I can feel, <laughs> I can feel me and him just absolutely colliding and almost bouncing off each other. And then me wrapping my arms around him and just holding on and being like, just drive down, just drive down, just drive down. And us going to the ground and my legs bending backwards. And I thought, well, I broke my knees uh, because I rolled with him and I was still hanging on. And I wasn't thinking like, you can't like, let him go, dude. This is not, if you hold on to him any longer, you're going to get kicked because you can't do this. So we get down, he puts the ball out and I just remembered, oh shit, I got to cover my head up and <laughs> just, and not touch the ball. Don't touch the ball. Because if you touch that ball and oh, if it's out and oh. So he 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 rucks out, and guy ta guys tackle over me right, just like five, six, bam, 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 either side. There's a and suddenly the ruck is over me. Yep. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> here here it goes, you know. And you just you're like you're getting stomped, and it sucks, but it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's the it's the greatest. I, I I say it's the game they play in heaven <laughs> because you can pick it up and play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it, it's, it, you know, but there's, it's, people say it's backyard football. It really is not. Uh, yeah. there, there are so many rules, but ultimately that experience is just like, it's, it's so vibrant in my head. It always will be. I was 19 years old and I'll never forget it. That's awesome. I always liked the idea of rugby because like when I would play football, and this is still, again, it was more street football, but I would like run the option because mm -hmm. I always loved like, one of my favorite offenses of all time will always be the triple option. Mm -hmm. Also, because I could run. So that's kind of what I, when I had the ball, that's what we would do. And rugby is just like one long, continuous option play, it yeah. feels like to me. <laughs> it really is. It, it kind of is just move, moving, 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 lateral, 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 lateral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you've got, yep. you know, you've got your, your backs, which are fast, you know, winger top dudes, and you have different, uh, positions for that you know it's where your fly half is just basically yep. kind of like your quarterback um and then you have your backs which are just you know bruisers man they're 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 linemen but linemen and rugby are a different breed than linemen in football oh yeah they uh they can run and they're fast and they're explosive and it hurts when they hit you <laughs> <laughs> that is that is just really cool i feel like I feel like I would have been the guy. I guess it's when they throw the ball in from the sideline and then they lift 
people up to like grab the ball. I feel like I'd be the one that they'd lift into the air to try and catch it. Yeah, that's called the line out. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you totally would be that guy. <laughs> yeah. So that would that would God, that would be awesome. I'm glad yeah, those memories I just you have those memories of going on just onto the field to you know, playing soccer when I was a kid or or going onto golf course, anything like that. You just take you need to take that moment and just smell the grass and appreciate where you are and what's happening every once in a while. It's the old stop and smell the roses. Yeah. <laughs> adage. And I'll never forget the shower after my first game with all those microscopic grass cuts that I didn't know about. Oh God. <laughs> just <laughs> you turn the hot water on you stand in, you're like, ah, just absolute <laughs> agony. Oh, that sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I, like, I remember because I would play, I never played rugby and my parents wouldn't let me play football, like organized tackle football, yeah. but I, I played baseball all the time. And I remember, you know, I'd steal, especially as a kid and I was quick, I'd steal bases all the time. Like I never, the history, even up through high school, I never got caught stealing second. I got caught stealing third, like three times, maybe. Mm. And is one of those things, but I would slide all the time. So every summer in Little League, I'd have that raspberry on your hip. Mm-hmm. It's like a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's funny. It's like you you would think that those things at the time would make you miserable, but you look back at them with such fondness. Like, yeah, like they're yeah. badges of honor. Like I said, those those grass shower, grass cut showers, I remember them so fondly because it, <laughs> it, it just, you know, that it's so intense. And it's so, cause I mean, you know, when you play rugby, you're playing on grass. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, 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 and the thing is you're wearing a uh, short shorts. Like I wear like all the time. Cause rugby made me like shorts like that. And thank God that they're acceptable now again, uh, <laughs> because, you know what I mean? And, yep. uh, and, and just a, a short sleeve rugby, uh, uh, training Jersey or uh, a training shirt. And, you know, they're, they're really tough. Um, but you're not wearing a lot. So your skin is very, exp- I mean, you got the long socks and uh, the boots are different, of course, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot of exposed areas that are getting cut to pieces. And uh, yeah, man, uh, and you're just getting roughed up, um, but it's all in good fun. And I never but once saw a fight break out. And the reason for that was it was a lot of new people and a lot of uh, ego versus uh, confusion, I guess. Yeah. And uh, just getting hopped up, you know, and, and, and getting a little bit upset. And uh, everybody got a little bit too too wild and it about blew up. But, you know, the hey, everybody chilled out and the game carried on and it ended. So there's that. Nobody got thrown out. That, that's good. There always seemed to be a brotherhood with rugby players, like from both sides of the field. It was always really cool. Oh, yeah, man. If you if I, if I go somewhere and uh, there's a rugby house nearby and I, I start talking about it, I'm going to stay the night there. Uh, that's where I'm going to be at. <laughs> one more, uh, one more kind of topic before we kind of get out of here and wrap this up. I wanted to ask you because you, you and I, of course, we we both play Dungeons and Dragons as part of Sagas and Shenanigans. I can't wait for us to get in person to play an in person game. We oh. haven't even gotten to play in person. Me too. Which <laughs> I can't wait for that. But it's one of those things I always remember as a kid because I always played fantasy football and things like that, and people would just joke. Because it's always this weird, like, back and forth between sports fans and, and geeks who aren't into sports. Yeah. So it was always this, like, you know, fantasy football is like, 
you know that's just D and D for for jocks. It's like, yeah, but I play Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah, it's that weird balance that I love straddling. I love being a geek and a sports geek at the same time. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, because they are one and the same. I mean, they're the same behavior. It's not very different. Like, I mean, there's dudes that'll sit around and, and count stats all day. Baseball statistic guys, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. These guys are wild. <laughs> oh, those analytics guys? Yeah. They, they've completely changed the game of baseball, which we would it would take a whole podcast to talk about everything that's happened with baseball since sabermetrics and analytics got involved. Yeah, God. There's a movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole movie called Moneyball. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I can explain it better than I can in, in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or read the book, the Michael Lewis book. It's it's a great book if you like stuff like that. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, well, Cody, this has been great. I love the idea of this new podcast where I don't have to just ramble about every news edition of the day. This has been awesome. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, real quick. Um, yeah. Did you watch the Snyder Cut? Oh, God, I haven't watched the Snyder Cut yet. I haven't had time. I've been at work this whole weekend, so I have not had uh, four hours to devote to the right. Snyder Cut yet. Uh, it's well worth it, and I don't like those movies, so I'm on record pretty much not liking anything but Man of Steel. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I did. great. Yeah. I was able to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did watch that, so which was good, the first episode of that, which is awesome. It's good stuff. There's a lot of character development in there. Yeah, we're going to go in pretty deep on the podcast about it. So I cannot wait. And again, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you on the... Uh, I know you mentioned it early, but let's do it again. Oh, yeah. So the Geeks Inherited the Earth podcast, uh, we're a comic book uh, slash superhero style podcast. We also do stuff about fantasy and gaming, not video gaming so much, but tabletop gaming sometimes. Uh, also, uh, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, under Geeks Inherited the Earth. We're also on uh, Spotify as well as Stitcher and Pandora Podcasts. Oh, God, everything. So just look yep. up Geeks Inherited the Earth. It's me, J.C. Ratliff and Michael Darty and Jamie Skull. And, uh, man, amazing, amazing group of people, uh, super knowledgeable, super funny. Uh, we're all kind of buttheads, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I listen to the podcast every time it comes out. You guys definitely know your stuff, which is expanded. And, again, I've got plenty of geekdom in my DNA, but you guys just help expand it, which is just awesome. Oh, yeah, man. We have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, it's like your podcast with sports, man. You got that down. You're so not – you know what you're talking about. It's very analytical, but it's very uh, – it's very heartfelt, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's awesome. I love doing it. And of course, you can find the Man in the Arena podcast wherever you find your podcast. And of course, both Geeks and Hair to the Earth, Sagas and Shenanigans, uh, Man in the Arena, all of us, please give us those five-star reviews. Help us get it out into the algorithm even more and help us dominate the podcasting universe. That would just be amazing, and we would love you forever for that. Yeah, absolutely. If you hit us up on YouTube, give it a comment and a share. Yeah, I got to start getting my stuff onto YouTube, too. That would be probably a good thing. And, of course, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. And, of course, look up the Man in the Arena podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. You can give us a like there. And does Geeks have all that good stuff as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can find us at Geeks Inherited the Earth on Twitter, as well as uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, whole nine yards. Uh, Our Facebook page is uh, pretty, pretty extensive, actually, as far as memes. We make a lot of those and uh, we got a pretty good page. So just come check out our social media. Excellent. Well, Cody, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate you coming on for the first 
uh, iteration of this style of the podcast. Loved having you on, man. We got to do it again uh, another time down the road. Yeah, man, I had a ball. I really like this. This is a this is a good thing you got going here, and I would love to come back. Awesome. Well, Cody, uh, say goodbye to the fine people. Ah, goodbye, fine people. All right. And until next week, as always, too sweet. Love you. See you next time.